welcome to the Forbes India Tech for Sustainable Future series powered by Capgemini. The subject of this podcast is an interesting one and uh, it relates to all of us, health and healthcare. Globally and uh, within the country too, uh, the massive healthcare sector is taking giant strides in offering personalized solutions uh, to individuals with specific ailments and a million other things. And it's not just about eliminating disease, but also improving the quality of life. In that regard, uh, technology is playing a vital role uh, in this sector's transformation. To talk about this subject, joining me on the call is Rajshri Damle, the Vice President and Global Head of Portfolio for Engineering and R&D Global Business Line at Capgemini. Hi, Rajshri. Thanks for joining in. Hi, hi, Abhishek. Could you offer a brief before versus after comparison by looking at uh, healthcare, say, 10 years ago? Uh, and maybe five years ago as compared to what it is today? So I would say healthcare has undergone profound transformation. That whole shift in focus from taking care of the sick to healthcare to more about health or managing the health. This has been driven by the need to address this uh, exploding cost of healthcare. So there's a growing aging population. And also, as you know, there, there is so much of uh, chronic disease management, which is required. Uh, so I think accelerating the adoption of technology is key to the ability uh, of dealing with these challenges in the healthcare sector. I consider around five main shifts here. And if you look at the three you know, P's of the healthcare ecosystem, the providers, the patients, and the payers, right? How they are impacted and how they have transformed. So providers are essentially all your healthcare providers, clinicians, doctors, hospitals. They are overwhelmed with an increasing demand uh, for better clinical outcomes. So it is not just about giving treatment, but how effective the treatment is. Patients are keen to take more control of their health decisions. I mean, today, like we don't rely on just a doctor telling us to do this. We want to research and find out and, you know, take our own informed decisions. Payers are struggling to keep the cost of the healthcare down. It's not just payers, both patients and payers, right? Because with all the therapies getting more and more expensive, people want to keep uh, the cost down. So essentially, I will call out five main shifts here. So uh, from a trend perspective, the expensive volume-based model of healthcare, you know, uh, is now moving towards how it can be more cost-effective and more outcome-based. Uh, so the healthcare shift is moving just from uh, giving a treatment versus, you know, finding uh, a, an effective outcome. The second one, which I would call out is uh, the hospital and provider centric model, where every time you go to the hospital or the clinic to uh, get treatment to a more patient centric model. And uh, it was more about what the hospital and provider can do versus what the patient now needs. So that patient-centric model with patient taking more control of the health management, I think this is another distinct uh, shift. The third one is around the devices, like the medical devices uh, and patient data. So uh, all this have been used uh, in isolation in the past. So you go to a clinic for an x-ray or a CT scan or whatever, but the data or, or the patient-related data or the information was pretty much in isolation. Now, Connected care is bringing more accessibility and uh, cost effectiveness in the healthcare delivery. So a lot of exchange of information, uh, access to the data, connecting the dots, uh, correlating data from different sources is enabled by the connected healthcare. So connected is another very big uh, shift from being isolated to being connected. Other one which I can call out is the focus on uh, 
earlier the, it was more about treating diseases with a given set of standard procedures and uh, processes. Now it is how I can personalize the treatment. So now that there is so much information and data available, how do I personalize the treatment using insights from a connected healthcare ecosystem? So that is a natural consequence of having connectivity and information available to take uh, more informed and personalization is thereby an outcome. And the last one, that uh, med device companies are also moving away from selling purely devices for a particular disease, how they can do the complete disease management solutions. So they want to manage the full life cycle of the disease, right from early detection to uh, treating and managing it uh, towards uh, life cycle. So this is one other distinct uh, uh, shift, I would say, from uh, the earlier days. And a lot has happened in the last uh, decade itself. Uh, you uh, mentioned connected and uh, digital healthcare, which is uh, at the back of uh, data that gets collected. Now, where do we stand here as of today? Because uh, before the recording began, we joked about how some of the applications in healthcare are from the realms of uh, science fiction, where instead of giving a particular medicine to every individual, they could personalize it, as you mentioned, based on 190 million data points that they may collect off that specific person. So you'll only administer just the right amount to a whole different where, you know, today, you know, eye operations can be done with uh, robotics without the need to have a surgeon's right. steady hand. Some of it is indeed happening. So uh, let, let's yeah. talk a little bit about connected and digital healthcare. Where are we today? So let us look at uh, some of the technologies uh, which are transforming the sector. Uh, in Capgemini, I'm sure you have heard this before. We call it the intelligent industry, right? Starting with technologies, making intelligent products, uh, the connectivity solutions, usage of mobile devices and apps, aggregation of data over cloud, and then leveraging these data-driven insights uh, from intelligent connected products. I think this is the full connected ecosystem, right? And you can also combine it today with uh, AR, VR, and precision robotics and so on, right? In the whole connected uh, ecosystem. So I can give you some examples. And uh, to start with on the intelligent connected products, uh, such as wearable devices, implantables like your pacemakers and ICDs and basically monitors. And there are a lot of sensors, uh, point of care devices. All these intelligent products, uh, when combined with the connectivity uh, solutions, are enabling what is called as the internet of medical things. This is, this is the key to the remote or home monitoring of patients. So this entire trend of uh, you know, device miniaturization has led to development of a variety of wearable devices and implantables for health as well as wellness monitoring. So at Capgemini, we have co-developed with clients uh, both uh, uh, implantables as well as uh, wearable devices. The other important aspect is the use of mobile devices and health and wellness apps along with uh, these wearables and implantables has also grown in a big way. So there's a companion app with many of these uh, you know, uh, implantables and wearables. And these have helped build a closed loop system of monitoring patient response to therapy, thereby sometimes avoiding unnecessary visits to clinics, as well as getting immediate attention if required. And this has been there for some time now. Like uh, it's, uh, uh, That shift has happened uh, with some of our clients almost uh, eight, 10 years ago. We have enabled that connected care journey for some of our clients in the uh, cardiac uh, space. And usage of mobile technology for uh, remote monitoring, diagnostics, collaboration, education. This is a huge trend. This is the whole global mHealth market. It has, in fact, introduced a, 
a new genre of companies uh, challenging the space occupied by the traditional medtech uh, players and even our tech giants have made a big foray in this uh, space <laughs> i think this has been a very interesting journey and cloud has been a very key technology in this connected healthcare journey almost all the big life sciences companies have built their own cloud based uh, digital platforms for aggregating patient data and the information from the ecosystem so connected healthcare platforms not, are not just enabling healthcare data consolidation but enab enabling collaboration remote care telemedicine applications thereby you know providing effective cost effective solutions for healthcare needs right and and some of them are uh, you know can also be low hanging fruits uh, for instance you made a reference to wearables about how the data that gets auto, you know collected from the smart watches or even your mobile apps that keep a track of number of steps to your blood pressure for that matter yeah. uh, there, there's a brilliant book uh, i i chanced upon it uh, why we sleep uh, by matthew walker uh, he's a, a neurosurgeon he's a doctor and he's uh, written about you know why it's important to get those 7 and a half to 8 hours of sleep and what happens if you don't uh, it's a little mm. scary but there is a there are you know he makes a few <laughs> recommendations there uh, he talks about how in the us you have this uh, flu vaccine every year where which you have to right. to you know uh, to hopefully not catch a flu that mm -hmm. year and every year the strain changes and uh, uh, he talks about how if we can use a simple algorithm to know that uh, the, the the effectiveness of the vaccine is the highest uh, the day after you get sound sleep so all you need to do is if you haven't slept soundly the night before then don't schedule that appointment he says and it will bring your the percentage of uh, folks catching the flu anyway down by a great extent so it doesn't require millions of moving parts uh, it it could yeah. it could still be you know simple solutions uh, tackling very generic uh, uh, problems uh, across uh, whether it's in india or elsewhere this is my uh, cliche but favorite question and i've been asking this to a, a few of your colleagues as well is about uh, adoption rajshree in that you know healthcare has always been at the cusp of innovation how do you ensure that even the small clinics big uh, hospitals uh, doctors in remote areas they conform to an established practice of let's say storing data in a particular format so that when you're visiting any other doctor for a second opinion perhaps all it needs is a few clicks for him to know your recorded history instead of you cranking out an email or telling him the history all over again it's not to say that it will not not replace these physical interactions but where do you see that uh, happening or how soon it, with your experience in uh, capgemini that was possibly the longest question i need to <laughs> <laughs> No, so I will try and answer it in two parts because I think there are two questions there. One yes. is like, what is the challenge of uh, uh, adoption in this right. industry, and how how we have played a role in uh, enabling that, and the other about uh, data and interoperability and how there can be continuity of that information, uh, which can really smoothen the whole process of exchange of information. So I'll kind of address it in two. So when you look at tech, uh, I mean adoption of tech, it's always very interesting. There are early adopters and then those who are sometimes very reluctant and may not want to experiment or try new techniques so easily so i think we deal with both it's a very common practice with our clients in the med devices space uh, to work closely with what they call as the key opinion leaders or kols you know to explore the needs of the therapies or products uh, before launching the new product development so not just in the beginning but many of them continue to provide inputs through the uh, development and launch uh, cycle these are like co developed 
along with uh, some of these key opinion leaders. And they are quite keen to partner in the experimentation and evangelization of new therapies and techniques. So this is something which we have also tried and uh, implemented this with some of our client engagements here in India. We have often engaged doctors, clinicians in a new therapy or solution design to provide information and insights. And they have helped with sometimes, you know, providing the ground truth data, which can be used to validate uh, the AI algorithms uh, we have developed for, say, some of the clinical decision making. We have conducted workshops for local India market inputs for product definition. So also engaged uh, doctors and empaneled doctors and uh, clinicians for product validation. So I think there are several such uh, kind of uh, mechanisms to engage early in the life cycle. And then there are also those later in the life cycle approaches like, uh, you know, how we can design uh, AR, VR based uh, training simulators and, uh, you know, physical experimentation labs are set up sometimes by clients so that uh, they can showcase their new products, therapies for launch. So, I mean, that's again another long answer for the long question. Uh, but so to the second part of your question, uh, connectivity and all that. So there are several standards uh, for exchange of information. And I think many countries uh, have these uh, aspirations to set up these data exchanges. Uh, so like, for example, if I do a, a MRI uh, in a particular hospital, I don't kind of need to carry the physical copy, but it is available in the uh, common repository, which can be, you know, exchanged with another a doctor I'm going for to for an opinion. But I think we are still, I mean, getting that interoperability and all those uh, aspects of data uh, sharing. I, I think that's an area which can do a lot more. I mean, I believe apart from the more centralized uh, setups like the NHS in UK, where it happens quite uh, seamlessly, I, I think that it's a long way to go uh, for us mm -hmm. in other parts of the world. Does it help that there are various startups trying to disrupt it or this particular segment of uh, the market where they try to peddle softwares, they sell it to the doctors and even the small clinics can then just, you know, key in uh, their prescriptions or the diagnosis there there are uh, data exchange formats and of course these uh, these things help because i've seen that even my local dentist now has a has a system where like all the uh, scheduling of appointments all the past uh, you know data related to my treatment all is available so it, it's very uh, seamless setup but uh, i think it's a step in that direction but going beyond the clinic that is the aspect which is still uh, needing some uh, work and, and all of this is all the more relevant in the times that we live in where bulk of uh, interaction with doctors may happen uh, telephonically or meaning you will not uh, visit a doc unless of course it is necessary. One way is to prescribe over WhatsApp, but the information is lost. It's just like a piece of paper. The other is I think those who have embraced this way of collecting data with certain standardizations that you just mentioned uh, might uh, find it more useful. Uh, talking about uh, standardization and also innovation in that, uh, in the category of medical devices, because that is one thing that has a direct impact where you can touch and feel those uh, devices which make uh, a significant impact on the life of the patient. What are some of those uh, uh, tech drivers in uh, the medical device uh, industry? So we already spoke about connected healthcare uh, and technologies like wearables, implantables, mobile cloud connectivity. I think these are the base uh, you know, platform today for anything we do. The other uh, new things, which I, I, see, I think AR, VR is becoming a very big, uh, uh, big uh, technology, sometimes combined with 
precision uh, uh, robotics uh, to enable efficiencies during surgical proce procedures and you kind of refer to that as an example i think the area which has the biggest uh, i would say potential today is this whole data driven rnd you know to create an impact on the healthcare world i think uh, leveraging the huge amount of data that is aggregated from patients and their ecosystem uh, it is critical to uh, enabling better clinical outcomes so with so much data there is huge opportunity to all stakeholders doctors medtech companies insurance companies to infer meaningful insights so the role of analytics edge intelligence and ai as an enabler to drive efficiencies uh, and improve clinical uh, research and thereby better clinical uh, outcomes is very important we have done several programs uh, where we have implemented these ai and analytics based uh, solutions along with image processing to drive uh, you know effective clinical decision making saving time sometimes from uh, you know a diagnosis uh, and making it more accurate and one more trend i would like to call out and this is uh, it's another key development it's the emergence of what is called as the software as a medical device or digital therapeutics we see solutions like samd that's how we kind of refer to it used for lifestyle management a complementing drug therapy for chronic and lifestyle lifestyle diseases like uh, diabetes heart disease respiratory condi conditions so reducing uh, you know routine follow up visits to hospitals and i think creating a sense of well being this kind of solutions are going up in fact some of the software only digital therapeutics applications are also being used to eliminate the need for medicine in certain cases or treat behavioral or psychological disorders such as adhd so we have worked in this space for several clients in pharma and medtech space uh, not only to uh, build these smd or digital therapeutics solutions but also build the digital platforms uh, for these uh, solutions so it's like combining those connected healthcare uh, setups with uh, even the apps uh, solutions uh, for for this right and in the interest of time raj see if you could if you could take a crack at this one is that how do you see healthcare evolve in the next 5 uh, to 10 years whatever we talked about so far is like uh, it's it's going there and uh, you know going to stay uh, ai will have the biggest uh, i would say uh, play in the days to come and even on the connectivity pieces you know how we can accelerate the remote care and telehealth solutions and something like 5g uh, as a technology how we can really impact uh, this telehealth space in fact in capgemini we have explored several use cases as part of our research and innovation initiatives uh, to support uh, you know clients on leveraging 5g and edge intelligence so one of our teams has piloted tele ultrasound imaging solutions for connecting remote diagnostic centers over a 5g network to an expert in an urban diagnostic center for remote diagnostics and this is like streaming live streaming of high quality 3d 4d video data in real time to enable diagnostics by a remote expert and when you integrate this with ai ar vr and harness the edge intelligence architecture it can completely revolutionize how the the healthcare is delivered i think there are several such examples which can be put to you know good use to improve the healthcare delivery but i would just say that we are living in exciting times where Uh, we can really make a positive impact uh, to uh, a cost-effective healthcare delivery to masses. So, tech-enabled transformation of healthcare industry to intelligent industry is the game changer. And I think uh, if uh, there is a way we could do a follow-up podcast in a year, uh, we might be surprised as to what new advancements have already hit the ground by then. Yeah. Well, uh, Rajshree, thank you very much for your uh, time on this podcast. Thank you. It was a pleasure.
Thank you. And uh, this was Forbes India Tech for Sustainable Future series powered by Capgemini. You can find this podcast on ForbesIndia.com and your favorite podcast catchers, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher. Thank you.